0: Did you know that it is estimated that about 1.5 billion food waste tubes are discarded every year globally? 1.5 billion tubes, it is so much plastic and it all ends in dumping grounds around the world. This doesn't only result in a waste of plastic but also consumes a huge amount of money that can be used in reviving a forest or starting a solar farm or help a politician buy a new jet. Because we all have our priorities sorted. As travelers, we often pack these tiny tubes of toothpaste in our bags that end too soon and is later discarded. Many hotels also offer small 1-day or 2-day toothpaste and toothbrush packs that are later thrown because the packing is not recyclable. If you are traveling in a group, it makes more sense to manage with a big toothpaste tube that everyone can use. It is way cheaper to buy a bigger toothpaste tube than smaller one. In hotels, it makes sense to not use those small toothpaste and toothbrushes because after you use them or even pull it out of the packaging, it becomes useless and eventually ends in dumping yard. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Daily Passenger Responsible Travel Podcast. Today we have a guest who holds a lot of expertise in the field of responsible travel as he has been a part of many projects that focus on community welfare, sustenance and maintenance of local ecosystems. I met Manish in 2017 when I went to participate in a clean-up drive in GP. Since then, he has done a lot of interesting work around Himalayas. So, without any further ado, I would like to introduce you guys to Manish Natarka, who will share some of his insights on different essentials that are responsible travellers should know. Before we start this session, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on the platform you are listening. Hi Manish, thanks for taking out your time for this episode. Hi Anshul, thank you for having me. So Manish, normally my podcast episode starts with a basic intro and a brief introduction to the background, but since your background is already connected with your work in the field of responsible travel, so I'll jump straight to that. You have done some really cool stuff in the field of responsible travel and community welfare. Please share a little about your background and your work. Uh, Anshul, thank you for your kind words. Uh, While I've done some work uh,
1: in community welfare and towards responsible travel in the last few years, uh, my main background has been in corporate life. Uh, I have worked in a lot of companies in supply chain, product, business roles over the last seven, eight years. Uh, Around a year back, around a year and a half back, I got an opportunity to move to Ladakh and work in an organization called Himalayan Institute of Alternatives. Uh, this is a university project. This is a, basically a postgraduate institute, which is being developed right now. Started by Mr. Sonam Bangchuk, uh, who a lot of people know for his school, SecMall, uh, his portrayal, not clear right portrayal, but his portrayal in 3 Idiots movie. Uh, so I joined him there uh, and I worked in a lot of different projects. Uh, I was handling the tourism uh, division in that institute. I was also handling the forestation work in that institute. I was working very closely with the village where we were associated, uh, helping them run farm stays, uh, helping them develop a tourism infrastructure of their own. And I was also teaching in the institute. So, this is about what I've
0: done till now in my life. So, you have worked with Himalayan Farm Stays, which was part of HIL. Himalayan Farmstays also won an award in Outlook Travel India Responsible Tourism Awards. Please share a little about the project and how it is helping people
1: of Ladakh. Uh, So before talking about Himalayan Farmstays, I would like to give you a brief about how tourism is developing in Ladakh uh, in particular. So Ladakh, the way I see it, was sitting at a vantage point where uh, there was a lot to learn from how tourism has worked in different hill stations of India and what have been the positives and negatives of each place. Uh, You can learn from Masuri, from Manali, from Shimla, Nani Unfortunately, uh, what happened was that the learnings were not taken and basically the same model with which these hill stations have been running was blindly copied in Ladakh. Okay. So what happened was that there were mu- mushrooming of a lot of hotels in the Lay city. Uh, the city's infrastructure was put uh, in a lot of pressure. Uh, there is a paucity of water, there is paucity of proper sewage installations, There is there are traffic jams in that small beautiful city now. So what we saw was that the tourism is happening, it is bringing in money for people but it is damaging the environment and it is damaging it in a very very harsh way and ladakh is an extremely pristine ecology and it's it it can get damaged very easily it will not take a lot of years for it to be in an irreversible damage state so we saw that and we understood that this has to change this is not how things can work Uh, it is with these thoughts in mind that uh, Himalayan farmstays was born around four years back. The idea was that instead of developing lay city more and more from a perspective of tourism, can we uh, remove that pressure from the city and spread it out in different villages? So what we can do is that we can develop these homes that people have in Ladakhi villages, and there are big homes and every home has a farm next to it so that's why instead of a home stay, we call it a farm stay so we wanted to explore can we actually move tourists away to these smaller villages around lay uh, and help them stay in those villages which will have multiple benefits so the first benefit is that the villagers will have an additional earning source they will earn more money now why is that important because what's happening is that the youth of Ladakhi villages is moving towards Laytown uh, because they will get tourism opportunities there. Now, you will say that it is in the same area. They are moving within Ladakh, but still they are moving away from their villages. They are leaving their old parents behind. They are leaving their fields behind, which are not being looked after anymore. So if the young people can stay back in their villages, earn from tourism, and continue doing what their ancestors have always been doing, which is uh, agriculture, which is taking care of their village, uh, having a close-knit community. That can keep happening. That will be very, very good for those villagers. So we wanted to bring tourism to the villages rather than the villagers going to the lay city and catering to the touristic demands. So this was these were the few of the reasons why uh, the concept of Himalayan farmstays was born. So we are running around 45 farm farmstays right now. 30 of them are being run in Fiang village, uh, which is half an hour away from the Le city, which is where Hial uh, Institute is also located. So we are also gave, able to give a lot of business to the homestays through the guests which come for teaching and for different uh, research purposes to the institute. Uh, and apart from that, we are now getting a lot of uh, tourists who want to explore the Ladakhi village the actual Ladakhi life, and they are coming and staying in these villages. Uh, apart from Phyang, we have now started uh, initiating farm stays in different villages of Ladakh, so that we can create package tours, wherein people can come for seven, eight days, move across the whole of Ladakh, and stay in different farm stays in different villages. So we have farm stays right now in uh, Pangong Lake near Pangong Lake uh in sham valley uh in kargil district so we have a total of around
0: 45 farmstays right now which are uh running by the way Manish also accepted my award during the event which i was unable to uh, because i was unable to travel in yeah. delhi <laughs> i myself have never written a blog so
1: i i was glad i could take the blogging award on your behalf <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh
0: so in last five years, eco-friendly and responsible travel uh, has become a staple of travel industry. In 2017, uh, I had known about four or five sustainable travel companies uh, and projects around Himachal Pradesh and Uttarakhand. But now I think I can count around 20 on my fingertips. Uh, but uh, for some reason, uh, they are really not able to connect with a larger set of customers. Uh, and they have been playing in a very niche market. Uh, Do you think this is going to continue in future? So, uh, I'll
1: answer these questions in different parts. So, first, in terms of the background about sustainable travel and eco-tourism, I think what it started as, uh, while there have been some very righteous people uh, in the industry who have wanted to do the right thing, who have tried to take tourism in the right direction, uh, for a lot of companies, this was more of a buzzword. This was more of a marketing hook through which they wanted to attract a different kind of audience, a new kind of audience, an audience which is looking to go with those operators who are more responsible towards environment, whereas the operator might or might not be, even though they say they are eco responsive So it started more as a buzzword, uh, but what we have seen is that more and more people, and I am really glad that a lot of youngsters are taking keen interest. In changing the dynamics of travel industry, in changing how travel and tourism industry works. So we see a lot of new enterprises, small enterprises coming up, which are doing a lot of work, uh, which are looking at all aspects uh, of the business of tourism and seeing uh, where can we reduce our carbon footprint, where can we do more about the environment, where we can, where can we do more about the communities that we work with things which were not taken care of earlier, things which were never the focus area uh, for earlier business platforms. So things are changing. And as you rightly said, yes, the numbers are increasing. And in every area, there are more and more enterprises which are doing some great work uh, in sustainable travel. Uh, In terms of them not being able to connect to uh, customers, I feel that... The narrative has to get stronger and it is getting stronger. So uh, now when we talk about traveler's point of view, the customer's point of view, that a lot of customers do not come and engage with the responsible travel side of the industry. The thing is that most of the people are not aware of the impact that they create uh, when they travel. Impact on environment, impact on the communities around them, uh, the carbon footprint of their travel. And when people are coming, they basically just want to relax. They want to chill, party, enjoy the area and have a good time. Generally have a good time. What we need to do is and there needs to be a strong dialogue uh, that when you're coming for a holiday, what is your impact? Are you leaving the place in a better position than before you came? Uh, What is the impact on the community? How are people liking it? What is your carbon footprint? And once that happens, once people start understanding the impact that they are having uh, on the ecology uh, and the community, the social impact of their travel, it is only then that people will start engaging more and more uh, with the responsible travel side of the industry, which e- with eco friendly enterprises. And I think that is very, very important. Uh, in terms of how it will change in future. I feel that if nothing else, this pandemic has given the industry, uh, all the industries and tourism industry, and especially uh, an opportunity to change itself, an opportunity to reinvent. And instead of it being a niche part, instead of eco-friendly and responsible driving, being a niche part of the market, uh, there is a strong possibility that we can make it the mainstream way of doing things. And people right now realize that uh, a fair amount of people, not all of them, a fair amount of people realize that we have wreaked havoc with nature, with the planet, and with all the activities that we do in our daily lives every day. We are getting the planet on a wrong, on a very, very wrong side. We're taking it in a very, very wrong direction. So if a proper dialogue is... a initiated uh, around the impact of travel, the impact of tourism, I think we can actually look at uh, ecotourism becoming the main focus of the industry and it becoming the main economic driver of the industry as well in future.
0: I had a similar observation when I was doing my projects in Ladakh with Snow Leopard Conservation India Trust. I worked on a homestead project in Western Ladakh around uh, one and for oh, you must be like knowing about them. Yes, yeah. Uh, during this time, I realized that uh, Ladakh has like two types of tourists. They are the ones who are comfort seekers. They come on an itinerary for f- five days or seven days or ten days and then leave. So, attracting these comfort seekers is kind of difficult uh, for these homestays. Uh, Trekkers and budget travelers like me prefer staying in homestays because we like localized experiences. So, yes, I hope that responsible travel becomes mainstream around these reasons and uh, 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 these places, uh, these homestays homestays start attracting more uh, general tourists who are a major part of Ladakh's tourism.
1: Yeah, I think it's not difficult. I think uh, considering the fact that hospitality is inbuilt in the nature of people uh, from the mountains at least, I can speak. uh, I don't think it is difficult to cater to the comfort seeker. I think it's just a factor of the right training being given to homestay owners in a way that the guests are used to, uh, that there is some, some semblance of similarity of how they will be treated in a hotel, but in a much more intimate way. I think when that is done, uh, you will actually start attracting the comfort seekers also because the comfort seekers are also now looking at new experiences. I think a lot, most of the people are bored of staying in a hotel. Uh, that basically doesn't, that has no personality, that doesn't add value to your holiday, doesn't add value to what you are doing. So, uh, people would love to stay in homestead, I think, more and more uh, in terms of uh, how intimate the setting can be, how comfortable it can be, and how they can actually learn about the local's way of life. And... uh, I see the trend moving in that direction in Ladakh and elsewhere also in other hill states like Machal and Uttarakhand also. Uh, Sikkim Sikkim is doing great in terms of homestays. Uh, similarly, uh, I know of people in Manipur who are now working a lot on starting new homestays, new kind of uh, accommodation units, and I think this is this bodes very well for the industry going forward. Uh, and hopefully, we will see that uh, people go and stay more locally, uh, add more to the local economies, whereas taking care of how they are impacting the local communities and the local ecology also. So uh, we have to be hopeful. We have to be hopeful that uh, this will go in the right direction and this will add uh, positive value in people's lives uh, going forward.
0: To our listeners, please stay in a homestay next time when you are traveling. Uh, I can totally vouch for Pahari Hospitality, it adds an extra layer of memories to your travels, also gives you good photos for Instagram in future. (laughs) Yes. So what are some major gaps that exist between travellers, travel industry and responsible tourism? Uh,
1: So Anshul, if we talk about these three pillars that you talked about, uh, first let's start with the travel industry and let's just briefly look at a very brief history of travel industry, just the last 10 years. Uh, so there were floods uh, in kerala in uttarakhand uh, west bengal assam assam has floods every year uh, then there are earthquakes uh, then there are political issues at times uh, uh, now we are going through a pandemic which has broken the bone the backbone of this industry so what you see is that time and again the travel industry is hit and hit very very hard uh and time and again the industry has to get back on its feet uh with practically zero support from government. It the industry doing it on its own. Uh now when that happens, you like if you're going through cycles of every three years where you your business gets destroyed and you have to start again, it becomes very difficult for operators to focus on responsible tourism. Okay, because responsible tourism. Uh, would mean uh, smaller batches if you're doing group tourism, uh, more strict adherence to rules, and generally basically cutting down on your profit margins. So while you have these youngsters, these young entrepreneurs who are coming in and doing a lot of good things for the uh, tourism industry in terms of responsibility and uh, ecotourism, eventually, the government will need to step in and help. Eventually, uh, the rules have to be made in the right direction. Uh, The state tourism boards will have to take it in their hands and start pushing the tourism industry towards more responsible ways of working and start a dialogue with travelers on how responsible travel is important. This will be done through rules. This can be done through dialogues. If the dialogues are done by the government officials, by a government platform, it's much more easier for them to reach a wider audience. Uh, Another important uh, aspect within this interplay today are the travel influencers. So you have both sides of travel influencers. You have uh, people who are very strong proponents of uh, responsible travel, of not using plastic while traveling, of... uh, always eating local food, of going vegan, going vegetarian, reducing their carbon impact of their travels as much as possible. And then you have the other side of travel influencer; those the flashy kinds who are always showcasing the best hotels and the best five stars and the best flights that they have taken, uh, which are more aspirational in nature, but they probably don't do much in terms of catering to the dialogue towards responsible tourism. So I think travel influencers is, again, a very, very important part of it. And all of these have to come together. Of course, everything eventually will be executed by the travel industry. But the travel industry needs the support. It needs the support from the government officials, from travelers, from influencers to make sure that we move in the right direction, that we move in the direction towards ecotourism and towards responsible travel. This cannot be done only by the travel industry, people. It cannot only be done by hotels and uh, travel agents.
0: You have been a part of travel industry for a long time. You started from corporate and moved to a totally different side of it. How far has it come in terms of sustainability uh, since the time you started in this uh, uh, sector?
1: Uh, Yeah, so it's been now around five to seven years that In some way or the other, I've been associated with the travel industry. It started with my starting my own trekking company uh, way back in 2013. Uh, Then I joined GoAbibo.com, which is an online travel company in 2015, and continued there for a long time. Uh, So in terms of sustainability, the dialogue has become stronger. Uh, More people are talking about it. More companies are taking actions uh i'll just talk about a small action uh, very very small action but i think which can go a long way in showcasing how things can be done so whenever you book any flight on make my trip and IBO, which are now part of the same group uh, whenever you book a flight you pay 5 rupees towards a carbon offsetting fund so that carbon offsetting fund is collected from each person each customer who's booking a flight and then that fund is used to plant trees so, I know of this because uh, while I was in Goaibo on Make My Trip, on one side I was part of the platform which was collecting this fund. Then, when I moved to Ladakh to HIAL, that was a platform where we were utilizing this fund which has been collected by Make My Trip and Goaibibo, and we were planting forests in Ladakh using this fund. So, uh, which basically helps tackle climate change uh, in its own small way, it helps tackle uh, climate change. So, uh, these are these big travel companies, online travel companies, which are trying to do the right thing, which were trying to do the good thing uh, by offsetting the carbon footprint of their travelers. Uh, While these are small starts, but I see a lot of other companies also doing it. We have had small travel companies in Ladakh come to HIAL and ask us to plant trees on behalf of their consumers. Uh, We have had MNCs come uh, and ask us to plant trees on behalf of their CSR funds so we see that the industry the various facets, the various parts of the travel industry are trying to come together trying to do the right thing Uh, a lot of it is happening in uh, Adventure Travel Association of India Uh, the hostels are trying to do it the hotels are trying to do it so we see that the various uh, players within the industry are trying to move in terms of sustainability, what is required now is a combined sustained effort and an effort with a goal in mind, with an end goal in mind. Okay? Uh, the problem right now is that everyone is running in their own directions, trying to do the right thing the way they see fit but there is no concerted effort. There is no effort at an association or at a national level which is being done. Uh, that is the need of the hour once that starts happening. Uh, we will see more positive results coming out of how the travel industry works.
0: Now you have a hostel coming in Rishikesh and the work got halted because of uh, the current pandemic. Since there has been a soft launch a few days back, will you like to share a little about it? Yeah, so uh, so I run these, uh, we have now
1: two hostels, one in Banaras and one in Rishikesh. Uh, these are called Wander Station, Wander Station Banaras, and Wander Station Rishikesh. Uh, the Rishikesh hostel is ready uh, for launch. Uh, there was a soft launch, but it uh, will take some more time for it to be ready to host guests, uh, which now, of course, the work has stopped because of, uh, of the COVID-related uh, restrictions. Uh, So, it's a property in Tapovan and uh, our first property is in Banaras, right on the Ghats, near the Sashwamed Ghat. And this one is in Tapovan, which is in Rishikesh, very close to Lakshman Chula. So, uh, the idea behind uh, hostels is that uh, you try to take an industry which has been growing in India. Uh, While I have always been a proponent of local and doing things in homestays. Uh, but hostels by the way they work uh, they can actually become a good fulcrum point for you to do things around that area so uh even in rishi uh, even in banaras our varanasi hostel is india's first plastic free hostel and perhaps the world's first plastic free hostel so we did a concerted three months effort we looked at the whole value chain uh, within our hostel the whole operations. Uh, Wherever plastic waste was being generated, we attacked each and every corner and we reduced it. So I can tell you that uh, initially when we started this project, we used to generate around 200 kgs of plastic waste a week. Uh, Now that number is not zero, unfortunately, but that number is very low. The number is now 2 to 3 kgs of plastic uh, waste a week from 200. So we have been able to reduce around 98% of our plastic waste and we intend to go 100% plastic pretty soon. Uh, Similar thing we'll do in the Rishikesh hostel also. Uh, And the idea behind these hostels is that these hostels, from these hostels, we can then send guests to nearby villages, to nearby homestays. So we want to create a network of homestays uh, in the Garhwal belt, which will be served from the hostel which sits at the foothills of Gadwal. And because in the hostel, you can have a very, very fast turnaround and we, you can have much more number of people staying in a hostel. So we will have a much more captive audience to give to different homestays so that they can also have a regular line of business uh, working for them. So that is the idea behind the hostel. Uh, hopefully, we'll start it soon uh, as and when things are safe, as and when the world is in a better place and people are safe people's families are safe uh, i think right now that's the most important thing for everyone to be safe everyone uh, to be healthy uh, with their families that is really awesome
0: like uh, the concept of plastic free hostel really uh, attracts my attention uh, i would like to visit one of the, one of the hostel in uh, maybe in Baramasi or rishikesh uh, sometime in future when travel is yes actually you are always welcome you're always welcome Thanks, Manish, for joining us for this session and sharing these interesting insights. I wish you all the best for your ventures. To the travelers, when the lockdown is lifted, please check out Wander Station in and Maranasi, but make sure that you travel responsibly and come back after leaving no footprints. I I actually forgot to switch on the record button for the first time today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's all right. (laughs) It's all right.
0: (laughs) You can follow Manish at uh, on Instagram at Manish Adlakha. And you can also check out Wander Station on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, Wonder Station is available at Wander Offline. Thanks a lot for joining us. I hope that you have subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening. Uh, I'll see you in the next episode with a new guest and some new interesting insights. Thank you so much.